0: Wonderful, okay. So Psalm 119, Psalm 112, verse 1. It says, praise the Lord. Very good. Blessed or happy or fortunate to be envied is the man who fears or reveres and worships the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Does it sound like a description of a righteous person? Does it sound like the description of Cornelius? Yes. Wonderful. So then he says, verse 2 his spiritual offspring, his his spiritual offsprings shall be mighty upon earth. Yes. The righteous person, his spiritual offering shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Yes. That means the upright if you are an upright person, your children will be blessed. Your children's children will be blessed. Those who will come after them will be blessed. Your great-grandchildren will be blessed. Amen. Amen. He said, prosperity and welfare are in his house. Are we talking about God? Are we? The people did still not. Okay, let's go back to verse one. I want you, you will catch it. You'll catch it because you see there are some of you you just get excited about reading the word of God and you don't receive understanding. You don't receive the power and I want you to listen, hear the word of God. So I'm reading again. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments the man who fears the Lord and delights greatly in the commandment of God. What will happen to him? The Bible says, next verse, his, his, who? The man who fears the Lord, the righteous man, the man who fears the Lord, his offspring shall be mighty upon the earth. That means his children, people who will come after out of him, his children shall be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright, the generation of this righteous person shall be blessed. Amen. 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 The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Prosperity and welfare are in his house. Prosperity and welfare will be in your house. As you have become a righteous person and you have the fear of God in you, prosperity will be in your house. I say welfare will be in your house. Amen. That means your household will fare well. Amen. They will do well. Amen. They will never lack. Amen. They will always be happy. Amen. They will always have food to eat. Amen. They will always have a place to live. Amen. Your household will never be in any adverse situation. Amen. You see, you will not need government welfare. Amen. You will not need to meet social workers. Amen. And God will take care of you. Amen. Amen. And his righteousness endures forever. You see, righteousness is very important. The next verse, it says, light arises in the darkness for the upright. That means when people are in darkness, when people don't know what to do, where to go, and they are in darkness for the upright, light will arise for you. Amen. People will not understand why they are all in darkness. We don't seem to find our way around this situation. But you seem to be moving through this darkness. For some reason. You seem to be negotiating through this darkness. Without difficulty. Light shall arise for you in darkness. Receive it. Amen. He says gracious, compassionate, and just. That means who are in right standing with God. Light arises, please, just a moment. Light arises in the darkness for the upright, gracious, compassionate, and just. Who are in right standing with God? Amen. You see, you, there, there'll be compassion. People will have compassion towards you whenever you are in right standing with God. Amen. Justice will be met towards you. People will treat you fairly. He says, the next verse, he says, It is well with the man who deals generously and lends who conducts his affairs with justice. It shall be well with you when you deal generously. You give. You give to people. When they are in need, you give. Money is not an issue. A righteous person gives arms. Have we said that? Yes. I hope you are receiving a revelation in the message. He says he lends, he gives, he lends helping hand. And he, his conduct, his conducts, his, his affairs, his, he, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous person, he's, his conducts, he conducts his affairs with justice. When you are wrong, you are wrong. You can be my husband. You can be my wife. When you are wrong, you are wrong. And the righteous person will tell you. When even you are my best friend, when you are wrong, you are wrong. I will not side with you because we went to the same school. I will not side with you because we speak the same language. I will not side with you because we have been friends for a long time. When you are wrong, you are wrong. That is a righteous person. I said, that is a righteous person. Amen. Amen. You are not happy with something that was said in church. You are not happy with something that was done to you during the food sharing when we were breaking bread. You are not happy about something. And then you go to your friend and you are complaining. This, you, do you realize what they were doing? How they were treating me? The way they were putting, even I was trying to get some small food. The way they were talking to me and stuff. So, if the person, you know the person and you know the person's attitude you know how the person's behavior is and then you have to ask, well did you bring your thing there? Uh-huh. That's good. Do you understand? Did you bring your thing there? If you did, then you are wrong. Don't side with your friend and say that's how they are. This church that's how they are. That statement should never come from your mouth. Amen. Amen. You can never say that's how they are for one incident that has happened to someone. How can you say that's how they are? Have I treated you like that? When did I share food with you that I didn't give you the right portion or I gave you the wrong, the back of the chicken when you wanted a tie? I've never done that. So don't ever say that's how they are. I am the pastor. I have not done that to you. So he conducts his affairs with justice. Amen? He says he will not be moved forever with uncompromisingly righteous. He will never be moved forever, the righteous. He said the righteous will never be moved. Nothing can move the righteous. Nothing can move. You can't displace the righteous. There are certain people who have become foundation for our center, basis and they cannot be moved amen he amen. says he will not be moved forever the uncompromisingly righteous the upright in the right standing with God he shall be everlasting in remembrance amen, amen. amen. wow amen. you will be you will be in everlasting remembrance amen. Amen. amen are you understanding what I'm reading with you I don't know if you understand the scriptures It's too powerful. It says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. You know, this your Amplified. I don't really like it too much. It's like um, a different Amplified. You have to update it because let me read a uh, not a better one. But uh, <laughs> upgraded version. I like that. Upgraded version. Be, be, you have to update yourself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you blessed? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay, so I'm reading from an upgraded version of an amplified Bible. He says, verse 6, he says, he will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. Amen. He will not fear bad news. Amen. He says, he will not fear bad news. Listen, be righteous. Look, you, see, you, you have to believe the word of God. When you are righteous, you are never afraid that a phone call is going to come with bad news. He will not be afraid of bad news. Be righteous. Do the right thing. Arms giving. Be be, be pious. Amen. Amen. He says he will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. Verse 7, he will not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast. Trusting confidently relying on and believing in the Lord. He says his heart is steadfast. His heart is steady. His heart is calm. There's nothing that is moving him. There's nothing that is disturbing him. His heart is steadfast. Amen. Amen. He says his heart is upheld. Amen. Amen. Are you reading with me? His heart, is it the same? Okay, now they are breathing. They have, they, have, they, have, they, have, they have run away. They are trying. You can flow with it. It's okay. So, but uh, they are listening to me. Don't worry. Amen. Amen. He says, His heart is upheld. That means his heart is being protected. It is upheld. It's hold steady. It's in place. His heart is upheld. He will not fear. While he looks on his adversaries with satisfaction, he will not fear. Do you understand? It means that something will keep the heart of the righteous. You see, if you are unrighteous and you look at your enemies, you are afraid. Do you understand? You look at people who don't like you, you are afraid. But the righteous, the Bible says that he will, his, heart, his heart will be upheld. His heart will be steady. God is holding your heart in place. It's firm. It's not moved. It's not shaking. That means your heart does not begin to beat because you are looking at your adversaries. You will be calm. When you are a righteous person, you see the wicked passes by. Your people who don't like you they pass by, but you are calm. You are looking at them with satisfaction. Receive that blessing. I said, receive that blessing. Receive Amen. Look, today Bishop was sharing. He says, if it's when you are young, you think, but this world, you have a lot of enemies. There are a lot of enemies. You have no idea. You see, if you don't have enemies, it means that you are not doing well in life. That is, what I'm, that is, that is the case. So it's, it's okay to have enemies. It's a sign that you are doing well. you read. you see. He says, He has given freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted. Amen. So for the righteous, your heart is held steady. When you look at your boss who doesn't like you, you still feel relaxed. You you are not shaking. When you hear about people who don't like you have gathered, you look at them and you are relaxed. Your heart, because you are righteous, your heart is held steady. Amen. People who don't like you, they despise you. They walk by around you with certain walks and looks and despising you. You look at them, <laughs> you are relaxed. You say, oh, Look, oh, look at somebody. Wow, well, look, oh, look at somebody. Eh? Why are you troubling yourself like this? Eh? Calm down. Eh? They're righteous. Receive that blessing. You don't know. You, you say you have no idea that we give medicine. We give medicine to people to upheld their hearts. You don't know. We give medicine. We intentionally, we say the way your heart is. We give you medicine to calm down your heart, to slow down your heart. It's called beta blocker. To block your heart's speed. To slow your heart down. Because your heart is moving too fast. Because anything you see, you start getting agitated. We give you medicine to keep you calm. Because you will die early. If we allow your heart to beat, the rate is beating. You have no idea. But this medication, God gives his hand to hold your heart like this for the righteous person. The Lord's hand shall be your beta blocker. Say beta blocker. Say, God's hand is my beta blocker. Say, God's hand is my low presser. You don't know what is low presser. Amen. God's hand shall calm your heart down like this for the righteous person. Because some of you, whenever you see an enemy, <sighs> your boss, you know a boss at job who is looking to fire you, as soon as he passes, <sighs> you know, a coworker who is always reporting you doesn't like you. As soon as she comes in a room, <sighs> and then your heart, you see, you can't next time you see your enemy and you feel check your pulse. <laughs> check your pulse and count. Look at the clock, and you feel sometimes it goes abnormal. Abnormal heartbeats, which can kill you. You can have stroke from that amen when people trouble you so much with that your your heart is like that you can have stroke your heart starts beating abnormal and when your heart is beating abnormally it forms clots in your heart and the clots shoot into your heart cross over to your brain and cause all kinds of problems for you but may you never have that situation the Lord's hand will upheld your heart it will uphold your heart in peace amen the hand of God to keep your heart hallelujah is it a blessing yes it says he will he has freely he has given freely to the poor now this is our scripture of the week so who has given freely to the poor the righteous now do you realize that it's not God do you realize that it's not God Say, thank you, thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. So don't stay home and say that. I'll stay home and read my Bible. Because when the Lord is talking about you, you are, you are also talking about him. How can you talk about him? And you don't learn from it. You don't receive the message that will make you a righteous by giving freely to the poor. You say, it is God, not me. I don't give freely God. is the one that's giving freely to the poor. Clap your hands for Jesus. The word of God is powerful, I tell you. It's powerful. But let's just love the word of God. Let's love it. He says, He has given freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. Wow. He says his horn will be exalted in honor. You will be exalted. That means you'll be honored. You'll be set on high. Amen. Amen. Wow. It's a powerful blessing. And then he says, verse 10, the wicked will see it and be angered. Your enemies, when they see it, they are angry. You see, if if you are blessed, that is when people see you and they are angry. So you worry, why is it that these people don't like me? Why is it that they don't? Why is it that they are talking about me? Because you are blessed. Say, I am blessed. Therefore, I have enemies. Say, I am blessed. blessed. Therefore, I have enemies. enemies. Amen. I want to minimize the movement. There are too many movements. Please. It's distracting me. I'm sharing something really important. And I want to minimize the movement. Amen. Amen. He says, the wicked will see it and be angry. The wicked will see it and they will be angry. They will see how you are exalted. They will see, you just came and look at the position you are in. You just came and look where you are. You just came and look at the job you have. You just came and look where you live. You just came and look, where, look at the car you are driving. You just, we've been here. And they are angry. You just finished school. Look at all these things you are doing. They will be angry. And the wicked will gnash his teeth and melt away. The wicked will melt away. That is why he says, only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. The reward of the wicked is that he will melt away. The righteous will just look at the wicked and you will smile. Amen. Listen, it is It, it is proper it is to your advantage to live a righteous life amen. it is far better to live a righteous life amen. than not to live a righteous life he will gnash his teeth and melt away the desire of the wicked will perish and come to nothing amen amen, amen. 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 wow they desire for you to fall they desire for you not to do well sometimes they desire for you to be embarrassed Sometimes they intentionally select you to be embarrassed. But their desire, their wicked desire, the Bible says, it shall perish. Amen. 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 You will see them and you will laugh. Amen. They will come to you and they, are, they, they, they will bow. Amen. Righteousness is always advantageous. Amen. Righteousness. Don't ever be driven by wicked people To be unrighteous. Don't reward the wicked with wickedness. When they are disrespecting you, when they are gossiping about you, when they are treating you with wickedness, do not reward them with wickedness. Because righteousness has always been a profit to the righteous. Amen. Righteousness. Let them go about. Let them go on doing their wickedness. You, the Lord will move you forward when you are supposed to be angry for their behavior the Lord will hold your heart like this steady, no your heart is not beating too fast, you are not going to have stroke from this, you are not going to have heart attack from this, you are not going to have heart blood pressure from this, you are not going to have palpitations from this, the Bible says the Lord will uphold your heart for your righteousness sometimes you say, ah if it wasn't for the Lord that when you say that God comes to hold your heart like this, I tell you, righteousness. God comes. Anytime you have an opportunity, say that. And say, if it wasn't for the Lord, if it wasn't for the Lord, and you had to start, and the Lord comes. And then he calms your heart like this. Yes. Because sometimes you see certain behavior and you really want to act and then you remember your hate days ah this thing passed. you are getting away with it ah if it wasn't for them and the Lord comes and says beta blocker heavenly beta blocker heavenly low presser heavenly eternal law, heavenly car- car- law, heavenly correct righteousness Righteousness. Amen. Righteousness. So do you want to read our scripture of the week together now with understanding? They are upgrading back to King James. It's okay. (laughs) Let's go to King James. Okay. You don't have it anymore. It's rebooting because they were trying to. All right. We will read it at some point. Is that okay? Wonderful. So we are continuing with our message. Amen. Amen. And so we are still talking about godliness. Amen. And our foundation scripture is in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Oh, they have it. But now it's okay. Let's go to our scripture. And can we, do you have your upgraded amplified version now? Okay, let's read this. Let's read the amplified version. Your, your, your old amplified version is upgrading. Mercy on you. Okay. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6. It says, All right. Now, today you are turning to your Bibles. He <laughs> says, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. This is our foundational scripture. Nourished up in, these, in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables. And exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profited little. But godliness, say godliness. Godliness. Or righteousness. Say godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is. And of that which is to come. Amen. 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 That means that you have profit. You have gain as a righteous person in this life. Amen. 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 Deborah do you understand? You have gain. You have gain. I thought I saw Deborah. Is she gone? Yes, I thought I saw you. You will have gain in this life. In this life. Amen. Amen. You will have gain in this life. As a righteous person, as a godly person. And, that is, and then in the life that is to come. That means today you have gain. In the future you have gain. Your generation, your children will have gain. Your children's children, their lives, they will have gain. you remember the scripture we read? And in the life that is to come, in, in heaven also you have gain. Righteousness will gain you profit in heaven. Amen. You can lose on every side. Amen. Amen. And then he says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Verse 10, he says, for therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those that believe. And verse 11, it says, these things command and teach. Hallelujah. Amen. So this has been our foundational scripture. And I, um, we decided to look in the scriptures and find example of a righteous person. To find example of a righteous person. And then we read Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. And we were looking at the person that God describes as Righteous. Do you understand? The person that God says he's a righteous person. And we are looking at what are the things that he did that gained him this description of a righteous or a godly person. Amen. Amen. So number one, in Acts chapter 10, we said a righteous person. I think we have gone over all these. I'm just giving you a quick review. A righteous person is a devout person. Number two, he's a person who fears God. With all his house. With all his house. As we were reading Psalm 112, he says that he fears God. A righteous or a godly person fears God. Amen. And then he says he gives much alms to the people. Did we read that also? Yes. He gives much alms to the people. A righteous person is someone who pays his tithe, who gives offerings in church. Number four, he prays to God always a righteous person prays to God or a godly person prays to God always. Amen. Amen. Number five, he honors and receives the servant of God that is sent to him. Hallelujah. And did I give you number six? Yes. He pays attention and has respect for what? For dreams and visions. For dreams and visions. Amen. He pays attention and has respect for dreams and visions. Amen. Amen. I want us to look at Acts chapter 10. And we want to read from verse 19. Acts chapter 10 and verse 19. And then I will give you one or so more of the characteristics of a righteous person. And then we can close. The Bible says, while Peter thought on these things, This vision, or while Peter thought on the vision, the spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Three men seek thee. Let's move. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing. God was warning Peter, stop your doubting. Don't bring that behavior here. Everything that you have some doubt for. He says, doubting nothing. That means the Lord anticipated that Peter was going to doubt anything they were going to say. Do you understand? And God forewarned him doubting nothing. For I have sent them. Believe everything that they are saying to you. It means that certain things are unbelievable. Do you understand? You need the grace of God. You need God to reveal to you, believe this person, believe this thing. Believe this person. Sometimes people tell you, oh, don't trust him. Don't trust her. Don't share your things with him. You you need the grace of God to reveal you. Don't listen to what she's saying. But believe this person. Amen. Amen. He says, arise therefore and go. Then Peter went down. It's okay. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, and one that does what? Feareth God. Do you understand? A just man, and a one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee, into his house. To do what? To I cannot hear you. To do what? To hear words of thee. Amen. He Amen. says an angel of God. Sent to him. To send for thee. Into his house. And to hear. Words of thee. To hear words from you. That is why we have taken this trip. We slept four days on the road just to come and bring you, travel back three or so days so that he can hear words from you. Wow. This is the reason why Cornelius sent his servant. So a godly, the next thing, a godly person understands the power in the hearing of the word of God. A godly person understands the power in the hearing of the word of God. Amen. Amen. He understands that there is power in the word of God. A godly person does not underestimate the power in the word of God. Amen. You see, many people live maybe... 5 miles, 10 miles, 15 miles from this church. But you don't come to hear the word of God. Because you don't understand the power of the word of God. You come reluctantly. Cornelius, he sends his servants. The most reliable servants. He paid for their trip. To go and send for that man of God. Because God says, I shall hear words that he shall say to me. Amen. Amen. I shall hear words which he shall say to me. Amen. So he sent them to go and call him. And the next verse, he says, then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. So they slept over, and in the next morning, Peter and some other church members went with him, and they accompanied these servants to Joppa um, to um, Caesarea, Amen. The next verse, he says, and the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them. Do you see? The pastor didn't come to wait for the church members. You see, you have to have value for certain spiritual things. If they are going to have effect on you, you have to have value for them. Cornelius waited for them. I mean, look, I live about 80 miles from the church. I live about, some people, I come to wait for you. I come here, and you just come in. And you live two miles, three miles from the church. It shows the value that you have for the word of God. But Cornelius, he was waiting for them look at the preparation he made the bible says cornelius waited for them and what else has he done he had called together his kinsmen and near friends he has gathered his neighbors and his relatives relatives that are in other towns he has called all of them everyone come come to my house are we having an honoring is it to a party is it to a wedding Is it to um, a naming ceremony? Is it to a funeral? To do what? It says come to do what? To do what? To hear a man of God. So Cornelius had gathered all these people. And as Peter was coming in, look at this. Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet. Wow. I've never seen any of you as the Reverend is coming, Reverend, Tim, you are falling down. Like final. You are laying down. (laughs) Please, 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 please. Don't make your white shirt dirty. (laughs) And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him. And fell down at his feet. And did what? And worshipped him. And worshipped him. This is how he revered what is coming. And all this man was bringing was to speak to him. To say certain things to him. And as Peter was coming, so in the next verse, it says, But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up! I myself also am a man. I myself am an ordinary man. I am a nobody. So stand up! He says, Stand up! And as he talked with them, he went in and found many that were gathered together many that had come just waiting to hear him. Are you with me? Many Cornelius had invited all his friends, his relatives, the neighbors that are in the place, his whole neighborhood, they have gathered in his house. So, and he said unto them, ye know how that it is unlawful, unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God had showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Not any man. He says, God has revealed to me that I should not consider any person as a common person, an ordinary person under my class, not in my class, not in my company, not to consider any man unclean. Because, therefore, came I unto you without gainsaying. I have nothing to gain by coming. As soon as I was sent for, I asked, therefore, for what intent ye have sent for me? Why did you call me? Why did you bring servants all the way? You could have sent a telegram. Why did you send servants to come and bring me with them? Like you are so serious, you want to make sure that I come. And Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard and thine arms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call Hitha Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner by the seaside, who, when he cometh, shall lay hands on you, shall give you gifts, shall do what? shall do what? Shall speak unto thee. He shall just speak unto thee. Send them that they shall speak unto thee. Beloved, we don't understand the scriptures. If we understand the scriptures and we will do as the scripture says, you will see the power that will come into your life. God is saying, go all this way and come back and all that this person is supposed to do is to speak unto thee. He's supposed to just preach. So, immediately therefore, I sent to thee. I didn't wait. I didn't hesitate. I didn't say next week. Immediately therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Say well done. Well done. Some of you, even you don't want the pastor to visit you pastor is making arrangements to visit you. Oh, pastor, this Sunday. Oh, okay, this Sunday. I'm coming. Are you home? Uh, pastor, we have received some guests from Ghana. And so um, I think um, it will be so inconvenient. Can you come next week? You have no value for this. Because it has come so close, so common to you. Now, therefore, he says, immediately, therefore, I sent unto thee. Now, therefore, We are all here. We are all here present before present before God to hear all things that are commanded be of God. Whatever God has told you to tell us, this is the reason why we have all gathered here. Tell us, let us hear. Amen. So you see, you might expect that as the gathering has come together they are going to expect to hear some powerful, wild message. Because it is the reason why we have come, some of them have come from their villages. Because Cornelius, we don't know what that is. He summoned all of us to come. And we are here. So in the next verse, he said, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of the truth. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. He says, I perceive that God has no respecter of persons. But in every nation, in every tongue, every color, whether they are from or whether they are from New York, Whether they are from the Bronx, the Bronx, whether they are from New Jersey, no matter where they are from, whether they are from some small village in Dakar, in in, in Egypt, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. He says, I have seen that God is no respecter of persons. It means God can choose anyone when he sees the fear of God in you. When he sees any righteousness in you, he will choose you. He will select you and he will use you. Peter was speaking for himself and for them. That you who were considered as Gentiles, not qualified, God has selected you also. Me... Peter, I'm coming and people are bowing before me and worshipping me. I've realized that God is no respecter of person. Now, if anyone can avail himself, anyone can just have a fear of God and avail himself, God can use such a person. God will use you also. As an ordinary young girl, God will use you. God will use you to do great wonders. He will use you to do exploits. Hallelujah. He's no respecter of person. Whether you are black, whether you are white, whether you have accent, whether you have, you have grammar, you have command over the English language, or you don't, whether you speak Spanish, you speak Latin, you speak French, whatever language you speak. He said, from any nation, God can choose anyone. Anyone. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel Preaching peace by Jesus Christ. That he is Lord of all. Amen. 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 The word I say. This is Peter started speaking. You have not noticed. You see, you have not even noticed. He has started speaking. You thought he was going to say, okay, stand up onto your feet. Stretch forth your hand. The Lord is coming. Bow your heads. Kneel down. Rise up. Go. Go. Do this, and now you are about to hear. No. He has started talking to them. He says, that word I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And we are witness of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hung on a tree. The next verse. Move. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly now to all the people who unto wit, now to all the people but unto witness not to all the people But unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto all the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. While Peter yet spake these words, this is a gathering, and the Bible says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them, all them. Wow. wow. The Holy Ghost fell on all them who wanted to come to church but they couldn't make it. The Holy Ghost fell on all them who were trying to come and they said they remember they need to do laundry but they couldn't make it because God knew in their hearts. The Holy Ghost fell in their villages. The rest of his kinsmen who had weddings to attend and had all kinds of parties to attend and couldn't make it, the Holy Ghost fell on them because they knew God knew their hearts. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Amen. 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 Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. While Peter spake these words, he said, the Holy Ghost fell on all them, all of them which heard the word, not them who were, had a desire to hear. Amen. So you realize that the hearing of the word of God has power in it. Amen. I said the hearing of the word of God, it has power. Peter preached. It didn't sound any charismatic. It wasn't sounding like a powerful, some wild preaching. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says he will speak to you. He will just speak. So he was just speaking. Probably, if you were there, you would have fallen asleep. As some of you are. Are you falling asleep? Have you, are you there or you've gone home? Nadia, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? Yes. He didn't sound that charismatic. He didn't sound so powerful. He didn't sound so amazing. He was just relating the experience. That they had. And you were just speaking. But you notice that behind what sounds like a very simple message, behind what sounds like an exciting message, behind what sounds like a normal conversation and talking, there is power. Amen. There is power. There is power. Amen. There is power. Amen. There is power. There is power. Let the power of the Spirit fall upon you Amen. as I speak. Amen. Amen. Peter preached a simple sermon. And even in introduction, he made them aware that he himself is an ordinary man. He's a very simple man. Amen. He himself was an ordinary man. Simple man. But as he preached, not from any special person. Amen. Not from any special person. But as he began to speak, the Bible says, while Peter speak these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon them. That we're hearing. May the Spirit of God fall upon you when you hear the word of God. May the Holy Spirit fall upon you as you hear what appears to be simple, ordinary reading of the word of God. May the Holy Spirit fall upon you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is so much that I have to share with you and our time is fast spent. so we'll pause here and then we'll continue next time that we meet. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet Stand to your feet Oh yes Oh Jesus. full and grateful this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the power that is in your word. Father, your word says the words that you speak, they are spirits and they are life. Father, we thank you for the power that is in your word. We thank you, Lord, that when we hear your word, you release your power, you release your power upon your sons and upon your daughters. Let your power always come by the hearing of the preaching of your word we thank you lord may we have value for the hearing of your word may we have value and a preparation and mindset for the hearing of the preaching of your word we thank you lord we give you glory we honor you in the name of jesus all eyes closed every head bow if there's anyone here this afternoon you have not given your life to jesus you are not born again but you want to give your life to christ if that is you you are here this afternoon and you want to give your life to jesus you want to give your life to christ i want you to lift up your hand wherever you are you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus as my savior Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand and receive Jesus into your life. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Is there anyone here you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Master, and as your Savior? Anyone here like that? Oh, yes. Why don't you all join me and let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus I come before you, I come before with, you. A heart of with a heart of repentance. Forgive me of my sins. Me of my sins. Wash me, Wash me, with, me. The of with the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me, Cleanse me from, all unrighteousness. from all unrighteousness. This afternoon. This afternoon. I come before you. I come before just you. as I am. Yes, Please come into my life. Please come into my life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Be my lord. Be my lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together for Jesus? We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brighton Kruma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.